Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Smooth Sports Podcast brought to you by TheSwallReport.com. I am your host, Jonathan J.G. Smooth Goodo. So glad you could join me as I aim to go beyond the field and the court with my guests to get the stories you don't see in the headlines. There has been much debate about the status of fall football. While the NFL and high school ranks power towards a full season, the NCAA has seen FBS conferences, the MAC, Mountain West, Pac-12, and Big Ten postpone their seasons. Notre Dame is now eligible for an ACC championship. With the Ohio Valley Conference moving their season to the spring this past Thursday, all FCS football has come to a halt, as long with Division II and Division III who will not crown a champion. Amidst all of those, players have said they want to play, begging the question to some, why exactly is that the case? My first guest today is one of those players and explains, among other things, why he and so many others want to play this season. I'm joined again by Valdosta State defensive lineman Corey Cor- Cor- Brown Jr., who, like a lot of players right now, is uh, kind of playing the waiting game on this upcoming season. Now, um, you know, a lot has been made about whether or not it's safe if games should be played. But I know you and a lot of other athletes um, seem pretty hell-bent on actually playing this season. So I, I have to start by asking you, uh, knowing all the risk involved, why is it important to you to play football this 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 fall? Well, it's important to me because, you know, just having that security of, you know, just, Having going to school, having a place to stay, um, school being available to us, and just having that practice mode, just going back to the normal. We already been on break for such some such time now, and it just it, it sucks that we have to extend it out. But also we have to understand that this is not the norm. This is a pandemic, and a lot of people are getting sick and. And it's like going up all over and like all over the country and just gotta be smart. So we just have to make sure that we are responsible enough and be self responsible to protect not only ourselves but others around us. Now you 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 have uh, mentioned the long layoff. I know that that's been a, a, a another concern of people some is uh, the condition, the conditioning. Do do you feel like though if given the the proper time that you all would be able to get in pretty good uh, game shape to play competitive football. Uh, if we if we have the proper time, that like, we will be in great shape. Not only for you know if we even really in the fall, but also in the spring. But in the spring, I mean, it gives us a chance to like reboot and get back to the, the atmosphere. Of, Running with the strength and conditioning coach, playing with that the conditioning coach, being back around the solo, we create no fun. If I know I miss my teammates and they miss me, so it's recreating the memory and getting back in the school thing. And football is just second nature for all of us, so it'll be just much easier for the game. Um, yeah, I know safety is also a concern, so. Um, I know you're down there at Valdosta now. How how do you feel about the 
the, the the protocols and procedures that they have in place. Are you you do you feel comfortable with uh, what they have as far as taking precautions to keep you guys healthy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I feel wonderful with the precautions they have taken. Um, I athletic trainers that. The message has been very very strict on us. Staying six feet on the field, while in the building, in the weight room, um, making sure we're wiping everything down, we touch people from outside the training room, they in the weight room, getting screened and make sure we have our masks on every morning, no matter where we go. And if we do look at night, we have the option to take it off, if people first keep it on. So I've been, it's been a blessing how Mr. J has been on us and making sure everyone's safe. You know, we have really didn't have any positive um, tests come back from our team. So, I mean, it's just a blessing that, you know, everyone's staying healthy and happy. Um, now, um, now I saw, I saw earlier today, I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, but your, your, your conference decided to move the season to the spring. Um, so, okay, so with that, with that being said, now and also so so far the NFL hasn't changed their schedule, um, especially in the off season. Now I have to ask because I know you're a draft ho- a draft hopeful, and there's a lot of other draft hopefuls. So if you so would a spring season and then followed by the rigorous, um, you know the the rigorous pre-draft process, would that would that take too big of a toll on you, both physically and mentally, or how how would you be able to kind of handle the rigorous challenge of both of those? Oh, it's just the option of you know considering that I want to change, but which I do. But that's the first step I have to take to make sure, especially with my family, friends, mentors, etc. But then you have to realize, I have to realize that it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a challenge because you have less time to prepare for, you know, the combine or even the pro days. So as long as there's something established by the NFL and the combine, combine uh, contributors and supporters that will give everyone the equal shot if they either play this ball or everything. So, I mean, it's just less time to train more so with I'm blessed enough to have a trainer down in Florida that's kind of close to the school. Um, Sean Ross is doing my uh, monster maker. And can't close who can fly over and do personally do on rides and get back in the mood of things after this season. So I'm just blessed to have, you know, the, the, the excuses of those men and just, just be able to be prepared for the draft and get to draft one month and the combine and um with with the possibility that either there'll be limited crowds or no fans at all uh at games as a player do you feel like um that the that the on the field play would still be uh engaging and 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 good enough to to uh to appeal to to fans right i mean with no fans, I mean it is unfortunate. Uh, I would, I love, I feed off the energy of fans, especially making big plays and being being productive. But 
we have to understand the cars we were dealt with. Like it's the pandemic, we want to make sure everyone on campus to families to you know to around the country is safe. So if there's no fans while we play, I completely understand that. It's uh, reasonable because at the end of the day, we as long as our directors teams make sure that everyone follows precautions and procedures and be smart, you know, have self-responsibility to keep themselves six feet apart from any other people outside the football team and wear their masks everywhere they go. And I'd rather play with no fans to be safe, play with fans and be a possibility of getting sick. Um, now, it's been kind of overlooked, I feel like, by the mainstream media as a whole, but no, the NCAA Division two and three championships have pretty much been canceled. So, as a player, I know that's, you know, a main goal every year is to compete for a championship. So with that gone, what what then becomes the main motivational factor for you all to play this season? Well, this is the challenge of how much do you love football? Yes, we all want rings. We all want to compete for championships. But unfortunately, like, we're in this position where we want to be just as safe as possible so it's unfortunate but it's just going to challenge everyone for the love of football like when we were in little league yeah we competed for championships but if you know certain age we couldn't compete at that time we just played for fun we played to win so that's the overall goal in any game is to win yes it's to win championships but at the end of the day we understand circumstances but each game I still get to play with my brothers. I still go out with my jersey number. I still get the announcer yelling my name while making plays and love my family just to watch me. So it won't be like if there's no one watching me, but I still feel like they're there in the spirit. So playing seven games without a championship or eight games possible, I'll be okay with that. Um. Now, as as a, as a player, I'm I'm sure you've been. I'm sure you you you've seen. Uh, you know all the the, the player uh, empowerment, so to speak. You know the the, the players kind of banding together, um, voicing their you know their, their opinions and views on things. Um. How as 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 a player, what does that what does that kind of mean to you now to see to see you know your peers kind of collectively getting together and collectively as as one as one voice um you know speaking up and trying to make things better not only for for the football players but for effort for all college athletes well it's, it's it's beautiful seeing everyone come together and be united especially if we all have the same belief that we want we, that we don't want to play football or even in the Black Lives Matter movement, it's a beautiful thing because it shows unity, it shows equality. It doesn't matter what race, it doesn't matter the situation that they're in, whether they be a freshman or a senior. They, we all want to play, but at the same time, we want to be safe, and we want, all want equality as well. So just making sure we're making smart decisions off the field and doing the protest peacefully by using social media platforms for you know, just writing letters to the NCAA itself. It's just, that's where how it needs to be handled. But I'm just, I'm happy seeing that the unity and 
everyone reaching out to each other to make sure everyone's agreeing and then they can speak out. You know, there's also been been a lot made uh, in the media about, you know, why we shouldn't play, why it's not in the be- why it's not in the athlete's best interest to play. Now, coming from someone who's who's a, a a player first person, I I I I get it. So, what would you say to the people who don't understand why you and so many other players are so determined to play? Well, it's just the circumstances at home. So. For instance, I, I'm a junior co- I'm a junior college prospect, so knowing that the guys that was there and they're at the university, everyone's home situation is not safe. So I'd rather them be on campus following procedures of COVID-19 and, you know, just making sure that they're safe, they can focus on academics. Even if they have to sit out, they can still focus on academics and have the support that they need rather than be at home in an unsafe environment where anything could happen to them or the circumstances might be too hectic for them at the time to even focus on academics. So that's the importance of us playing, just having a safe environment. And a lot of us depend on football to make it out or either dependent on for that semester for grades, for school, for the support. So we, we need football. Like This is our life. We decided to play football at a young age and pursue it, going on to college and even in the pros. So we just had to make sure that, you know, we keep in mind of our athletes' uh, mental health and also physical health. Okay, now I'm glad that you mentioned the home situations, okay, as a key here because I've seen it mentioned by a couple of other players, but I feel like it, it kind of gets overlooked. So, if you if you if you would, could you just like, I guess, share exactly w- what the struggles would be if play if if players such as yourself were sent were sent back home, where like you mentioned, there's not as strict you know guidelines to help keep you safe. Well, let's let's all be fair where everyone, I mean, hopefully everyone is, but to be realistic, everyone is not following COVID-19 and some is believers that you don't have to wear a mask in stores or in public areas or that you don't have to stay six feet apart and they might cough on you or sneeze into the air. Like that's the importance of even having a season, like having that restriction so you know that it's safe, like, it's the responsibility of athletic trainers and coaches to make sure that you're safe rather than being at home and with careless people that won't understand that, hey, this is my athletic career that I'm worried about. This is my life that I'm worried about. So if you can keep me safe, keeping yourself safe, I would appreciate that. But it's just making smart decisions. Just It's, it's, a, it's, it's really hard. I know it's self-responsibility, but that's the realistic we live in the world. It's just hard for everyone to agree on something. So we just have to make sure, like, even if we don't have a season, and just make sure they either have a dormitory at the school if they have a home situation problem. Or don't even decide to go home. Because some prefer to be on campus. Some prefer to be around the, the college environment anyway. But make sure that any restrictions of them going out like parties or bars 
to make sure that they're safe to the people that are in the dorms as well. Now, I've also heard some say that it's not fair if you bring back the athletes but keep the regular students at home taking online classes. What what would you say to that argument? I mean, honestly, regular students have the risk either way of going back, you know, going back home, doing online classes, or even being in the dorm. But as an athlete, we're so used to having that support where, you know, we have tutors that come to the dorms or even study hall. We have, you know, computer labs that might be in the dorms or in the, in the library. So, like, there's so much support that we have, and they might be dependent on that too. But as an athlete, even if we don't have a season, we will still be able to train, like, be safe training. We're still training throughout the fall semester. So just having that support and add it on, we don't have that much time because we want to make sure that we're, we are conditioned and stronger than ever for the spring semester if we play. So that's the argument there is just understanding that, hey, as we need a little bit more help than regulars, it's not, it's not personal. It's just the business side of it. And I know we want to all be equal, but let's be real. It's just hard to maintain um, going to class, going to practice. It's hectic on the student athlete, mental and physical health. So let's just try to help them out as much as we can. Now, could 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 you, could you go into the detail about I guess just like what what is a week like as a student athlete? Because I feel like people hear the term and don't really know all what that details, all what the grind it is, week in and week out. So could you just, just describe what it's like for you personally uh, as a student athlete going through school and then having to, you know, practice and play and do and do all that other stuff? Well, the week of an athlete is hectic. Well, my individual schedule is crazy. So six in the morning, runs and lifts, before everyone's in bed, like so the regulars are in bed, and then going to go to get breakfast, and going back to get these rest, going to class at 8 a.m., finish it up at 10, then we have meetings at 2 p.m., so that two-hour layover break that you kind of had goes by quick when it's a nap, or, you know, or if you got to even go see a teacher about something, just having that, by having no time, and then going home at 6, 8 o'clock at night, and redoing it that Tuesday, then that Wednesday, then that Thursday, then that Friday. And sometimes weekends we have to come in for some extra study hall hours. So it's hectic. Like we had like zero time to really, even to ourselves. So even our family members have to understand that where, hey, I'm so busy, I may not be able to call. I'll be able to call maybe on the weekends. Or, you know, when I have a free time or free period in that week. But at the same time, like, that's a responsibility we take on as student athletes. So it's just hard to, like, understand, but regularly and hopefully they understand what I'm saying. It's very hard. It's really time-stricting. But we dedicated our lives to this. So I know we exceed with it. Um, now, you know, an- another another idea I've seen thrown around is for the NCAA to do what they did for, you know, for the baseball players and whatnot and give everyone another year of eligibility. Now, if that if that were indeed to happen, um, 
would you personally take that year of extra eligibility or how would you go about deciding whether or not to, to take it or take your chances in declaring for the for the for, for the for the pros? That's the um that's the question I've been dwelling on for the past couple of days. Um, them telling us this morning that we all kids will have a year of eligibility and the NCAA will protect us in scholarship wise and nothing will be changed. So it's just hard at that to like understand that I'm getting a year older as I wait to play the season if it doesn't play in the spring and go into next fall. So it's kind of hard to even dwell on that right now. My focus is honestly just to play the season if it's in spring and if, if it comes to that, making that decision then and involving my mentors, my family and friends. Just making sure I'm making the right decision for myself as well, but also, you know, getting the the opinion of others that I truly love and respect. Finally, to to the people who is at this point just don't get where the players are coming from and their perspective, what would you say to them to 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 I guess try to get them to understand why as a player it is important not only for you, but for a lot of people behind the scenes that they don't even know of. What's important, the fact is the mental health of the student athletes. Yes, it's I yes, it's a pandemic, and we understand, but it's very hard for us to not to repeat this. What we've been doing at young age, some of us since high school. It doesn't really matter the year change; it just matters the passion that we have for the game rather than we're playing volleyball or tennis or basketball or football in general that mental health of you taking that game away from us from so, so much time is just hard but as student athletes we understand because this, this is a deadly pandemic we all want to be healthy we all want to keep our loved ones healthy but just pay close attention to every student athlete because some may may affect more than others. Me personally, I'm I'm excited to keep working out. I'm excited to even get better and learning more about my position and how to play the game of football. But I know others it really hurts them because they really dedicated their off season to playing this year and it's being postponed. So I don't want them to feel like they're their work ethic or nothing has gone away. So just keep an eye on the student athletes. If you see them, ask them how they're doing, ask them about their day, just little things like that, because that would be gladly appreciated. My second guest has spent much of the past month going from high school to high school, talking to players and coaches who are preparing for a season under unprecedented circumstances. He is here to share not only his thoughts on the season, but what he's gathered from his conversations with coaches and players. D. Jackson, sports reporter for the Oklahoman. James, thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to talk to me today. Um, I wanted to start off by asking you, now you, you've covered several high school programs across the state the past couple of weeks. What is the vibe that you're getting from uh, players and coaches about this season as a whole and their confidence level in having a successful season? 
Well, as of right now, when I went to a couple schools out you know, around the state, I've seen some. I've seen a lot of the schools going through what the USDA preferred, uh, basically on how to uh, keep kids safe, such as everybody having their own water bottles, um, uh, coaches wearing masks. Uh, a lot of a lot of the, the groups have been separated uh, player-wise throughout the practice besides all being one uh, big group and practicing together. Uh, a lot of coaches said that's kind of what they're doing to, uh, if anybody catches anything, they can kind of know who 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 all people came in contact with each other. So there's two separate groups. One group would, and one kid put test positive, even though that his group should probably be the one to uh, 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 quarantine, basically. So a lot, of, a lot of those measures have been taking place uh, throughout the state. Uh, now I did. I asked you this earlier, and, and since you, I know you, you, you play baseball for a very successful, a very successful college program. So I wanted to ask you again here: um, if football, for some reason, had to be moved to the spring, um, how do you think that would not only affect football but affect other sports? Because I know you mentioned. Um, and it, it's, and I know it's kind of it's kind of a given though that a lot of guys play more than one sport in high school. So just given your experience, you know, playing a spring sport, how would how would a spring football season uh, affect a lot of other sports at the high school level? Uh, I think it would drastically affect uh, a lot of sports. Uh, you know, you got uh, just how kids are, a lot of them are multi-sport athletes that are on, you know, across the board on all the varsity teams. Uh, you get one athlete that can play football, baseball, and basketball. And I mean, they, most of the time they can be like the starter on each one of those uh, special teams. So um, just in that aspect, it would be very difficult because a kid uh, that age, would, I think, would struggle uh, with, um, you know, just body-wise taking that load of playing all those games and practices throughout the week. So I think it would come down to one of that kid having to pick which sport they would do. Uh, you look back at when I played, uh, Stevie Thompson was in that situation. Uh, he was starting quarterback football team, played basketball, and was also starting center fielder for Colorado Titans. So um, you, would, you would ask like which, which sport would he have played because I, I just no way he would have played all three throughout a week. I mean, it just, it'd be a difficult process, I feel like. Um, he was a pivotal part of each one of those teams as well. So, um, one of those teams would, would, would really feel the impact of his loss, basically. Mm. Okay. Uh, I know you 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 talked to um, the OSSAA. Now, what has their approach been um, throughout this whole situation here as far as um, like outlining protocols and contingency plans and such. Well, yeah, most of it, they, most of it's kind of been leaving most of it up to the schools and districts individually. Um, in, in, every, in every aspect, such as terms of stand in the stand and things of that nature. Uh, if you if you want to have those that compare to something, it would be kind of how the NCAA is compared to uh, is compared to their colleges. So a lot of those. Uh, as you see, a lot of 
conquerors around around the country are different of different are going to do different approaches. Some are canceling, some are going forward. And the NCAA has no say in that necessarily. Um, the NCAA and the OSA, they're they're more of a postseason uh deal. They they, they kind of control uh who who's in the playoffs, you know, what bowl games they're gonna be in. They control eligibility for different players that are coming up and transferring and uh, things of that nature, but they're not necessarily uh, relying on the regular season. That's, that's really up to the conferences and uh, in high school sense, districts and, and schools individually of how they move forward. Um, now, I know you, you also talked to a couple of programs that um, – but is doing online classes, but then having practices. Now, um, how did the coaches feel about that? Because I feel like it's, it's got to be kind of kind of strange, I guess, kind of just showing up for, for practice and then just, you know, leaving. So what? how did those coaches um, feel about that situation? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I talked to a couple coaches who were in that situation. Um yeah, I guess the main thing to take away from that is the kids are outside and it's not necessarily kids, kids going to a school and sitting in that same classroom for hours at a time uh, 30 to 40 people or well, 20 to 30 people in a classroom at one time that that, that was pretty worrisome uh, in terms of social distancing and stuff like that but when they're outside they control you know what groups they're in, such as, like I mentioned earlier, the two teams separating themselves. Um, there's, there's much of a better way to social distance, so to speak. Um, so in that in that aspect, I feel like coaches are more comfortable with going through practice than having classes and then having to practice. Do you think, just as someone who's been around, has seen, has seen, you know, the way practices and such has has been has been going, do you think that um, that given what you've seen, that there could be successful games played? I'm not saying like a full season is completed, but do you think that there could be successful games? Played this season at a relatively high level. Oh, you gotta try to put me on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the thing is, the thing with high school, they can't afford to test the way college can. So I think if somebody came down with something, a lot of people wouldn't even know they had it. Um, for that reason, I think a few games could be played. But after a while, somebody can catch something and they get symptoms and then they get tested. Then they'll, they'll know, okay, the, this team should probably not be playing. Um, you know, for the for a certain amount of time period, however many games that is. And the OSA has already made a plan uh, for a situation like that of how they were going to reschedule games uh, if something like that occurred. But I mean, as, as of right now, I, I would say a few games could be played because of that. But as a full season, I I, I don't know. I, I don't. I would. I would be able to tell you. Uh, I do know the OCA is not gonna 
they're not going to jump in and stop everything themselves unless a lot of I would say a lot of teams go through that same scenario where somebody's testing positive. Um. Okay. Now you're you're a former player. So as a former player, um, would you yourself have felt comfortable enough to attempt to play this season? Well, I see. I, I don't think I. I probably would not have. But um, my aspirations as a player were different a lot. A lot of athletes. A lot of athletes are really playing to um, get to college and get a scholarship. Uh, my, I wasn't necessarily playing for that reason. I was necessarily playing just to uh, be in organized sports uh, and uh, keep the winning streak alive that we got to call out uh, so she's winning state titles. Um, not necessarily, I would, you know, like I, said, I, 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 I probably would not have played um, in this sense, but I, 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 I don't know. As, as a young kid, I may have, I may have just done it, you know. What I mean? You don't think, I think as a kid, you don't, you don't think as, as much as an adult would in that situation where safety comes first because you, you always know they're at risk uh, playing any sport. Um, you know, they're always in this going around. But I don't, I, just, I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have. Now uh, you 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 mentioned how some you know that that's a lot of them are playing to try to get scholarships. Now, how do you think, as someone who's played with a lot of players that went on to receive scholarships, how do you think though it, it not playing would affect their chances of getting one? Well, yeah, that's it's a case by case situation. Um, for me, obviously, uh, I've really improved during my senior season uh, to where I was one of the top players in the state uh, just off of that season. Uh, prior to that, I wasn't necessarily making a lot of noise in visuals. Um, for some kids in that situation where their senior season is where they can really shine and gain some attention, that, that would really affect them to not have a season. Uh, in that nature, but a lot of, you know, most of the kids have already uh, committed throughout after their junior year, and they're just waiting to get to their senior year of high school ball. Um, so I think that would be the uh, that would be a different situation, you know, to go with that. Okay, now on a brighter note, now I do want to talk some about the season because it seems like we are going to at least attempt to have one. So. Who are your teams, uh, I guess, first in the metro area to keep an eye out on this season? Uh, for which sport? Uh, football. Well, obviously, uh, Carl Albert's always in there. Um, Stillwater, uh, Bixby, and, and Classic Say would be the, uh, the ones to watch there. Um, 4A, I'm not, I'm not sure on 4A just yet, all right? I, I went out to, uh, that the other day and talked to their coach, and they lost a lot of, a lot of their, their great players and seniors, they, they graduated. Um, but he, as he said, you know, 4A is usually, it's always up in the air. Um, I, I kind of have to take his word for that. I've only been covering, uh, high school football, for, you know, this summer, so, um, <laughs> 
was trying to take his word for that and go from there. Uh, so 3A, going down the ladder, I, I just, I don't know yet. I wish you'd ask me this question after next week when we actually go through the previews. I'm pretty sure everything up. I can give you a better answer, but uh, I can confidently say that Stillwater, Big City, Carl Albert are definitely going to be uh, one of the, the, the top three schools in, in the state. Well, then, I, I, I can't say I'm surprised about the Carl Albert selection. I feel like that's kind of a kind of a given. I mean, they, they've uh, seen to have a stranglehold on that uh, <laughs> on that class five. Man. Um, jeez. Well, oh, okay. Now, okay. Now, I'm gonna ask this. Now, I'm gonna. Well, okay. Now, you. You were there when they were dominant. They're still dominant. Okay, what do you believe is the key to their success? Because there's been almost no drop off here, it seems. Well, it's all about uh, the quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts that's all they drive to do. Uh, they strive for that. Uh, and coaching is coaching is a major part of it. Even though there was a coaching change, the philosophies and everything that they, they both use are, are not too different. Um, Coach Rose and Coach Corley. Um, with all that together, and uh, just the, the drive to want to be a state champion, but maybe your maybe your brother was a state champion, you know, so so long ago, your uncle. Um, you want to continue that going forward, and they take football very seriously in Colorado. Um, I just, I just, I guess mean, that's, that's pretty much that's all there I can, I can say. I mean, It, it definitely shows on the field. It definitely shows on the field. Well, James, I appreciate you taking the time out of your out of your busy day, talk to me here about a variety of topics. Uh, you're welcome to come back on anytime. You can you can even come back on uh, after next week after you 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 do your previews. If, if you want to discuss some more high school football, I, I am more than willing to uh, to uh, do so. Yeah, sounds good. I probably will, probably will do that. Okay, well then. I can right. actually give you a good uh, preview of who I think will actually be pretty good this year. <laughs> I'll give you a confident answer. Okay, well then we we will we will do that then. I I will, I will I'll plan for that, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And uh, you have a good rest of your Saturday, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you then, James. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to a very special episode of the Smooth Sports Podcast brought to you by TheSwallReport.com. Join me next time as I once again go beyond the field and the court for the stories you don't see in the headlines. My name is Jonathan J.G. Smooth Goodo, and I'll talk to you all later.